We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Mm, okay, I like that. <laughs> hey guys, so I was told by Shanna, the girl that helps me with my podcast uh, editing and teaser videos and things like that, that my my catchphrase on the show is, mm, I like that. <laughs> Apparently, I say that to all of our guests. It's kind of one of my, I guess, little ticks. I'll call it a tick. She calls it a catchphrase. We were in dialogue. We were talking uh, because she also works at the coffee shop that I frequent. That's kind of how we ended up getting reacquainted. We went to school together, but we got reacquainted because I started going to the coffee shop that she works at and asked her if she wanted to help me out with some of the podcast stuff and obviously pay her to do so. And she does, and she does an amazing job, by the way. I know she's listening, and she's probably editing this particular podcast. And she's responsible for the teaser clips that you guys see on Facebook and Instagram. And she chooses, majority of the time, unless I just happen to hear or remember something from some dialogue that we had, I'll make the suggestion that we use a particular line. But a majority of the time, she does an amazing job at selecting the particular dialogue from our guests to use for our teasers. So... Maybe she'll take that particular piece there where I'm giving her a compliment for today's episode. (laughs) But hey guys, welcome back to another Process Perspective episode. If you are new to the podcast, the Process Perspective episodes are basically me going back and doing a, not necessarily a recap, but just kind of an overview of the guests that we had from last month and giving you my perspective on the conversation, a piece of the conversation, the conversation in general. Really, I'm just going to talk about uh, what were some takeaways. What's my perspective as the host having the conversation? But don't forget, I love to hear your perspectives because that is one of the biggest reasons I do this podcast is to help provide you with new perspectives into how you live your life, how you choose to live your day, ultimately so that we can continue to grow as human beings and learn and adapt and do so without, uh, without being deficient, you know, to the best of our ability so that we can continue to grow without making a sacrifice to our relationships, ourselves and our health along the way. So one of the ways that you can help me is by going over to the Facebook or Instagram account, Peace with the Process, and commenting on today's teaser clip, the the post that we do for today. Comment on there. What was one of your perspectives from the guests that we had on the show this past month? So today you're listening to it. It is June 1st. I'm recording this uh, a week earlier on Uh, Wednesday. And if you are not already aware, I am a soon-to-be father. Many people would say I'm already a father, but my firstborn child is actually expected, if you're listening to this podcast on the day that it airs, June 1st, that is the day that my son is supposed to be here. So as you all know, during the birthing process, he can come early, he can come late, and sometimes he can come right on the dot. So I'm curious to see how this comes. As it stands today that I'm recording this podcast, this is uh, Wednesday, what is it, the 26th, so May 26th. He is not here yet, but we are getting a lot of signs that she, her body is preparing to deliver this young man into the world. I'm extremely excited to be a father. And a lot of thoughts to go into that. I'll possibly allude to some of those thoughts, some of my perspectives on 
becoming a father. Um, you know what? I'll go ahead and jump into that now. I was going to wait until after we talked a little bit about some of the podcast episodes. So, But I think, I think we've already opened it up. Let's go ahead and, and have that conversation between you and I. Now, is this really a conversation? No, it's mostly me talking into a microphone and, uh, and, and, and you're listening, which is amazing. Thank you so much for doing so. Also, thank you for your ratings and reviews. I don't want to forget to plug that in there. Thank you, everyone, for your ratings and reviews. They are extremely appreciated, and they go a long way to helping this podcast uh, get shared with others. But because this is more so just me talking into a microphone, although I like to pretend that you and I are having a conversation it can be like more of a conversation if you would head over to those teaser posts and comment on there any of your feedback, any of your perspectives. So I'm just plugging that one more time. I love to hear from you guys. So my perspective of about to be a father, you know, my son, being here in uh, flesh and blood. So first off, I'll say one of the things, okay, so it's very surreal. I'll put it that way. Because for my wife, it's probably a lot more real than it is for me. Now, she is carrying around this beautiful creature all day long. She's even made comments about how she's kind of has a, uh, it's kind of a bittersweet, you know, ending to pregnancy and coming into birth. Because as of right now, she gets to have him all to herself. She gets to, you know, really kind of have that in, in internal womb bond that me as a man will never understand. And I'll never, I'll never have that sort of connection. Uh, obviously, it comes with its pros and cons. And if we're being completely honest, I'm okay that I don't have uh, the pros because I, uh, I'm not okay with the cons. She's a very strong woman to be doing what she's doing, to be carrying this, uh, this human life and to be creating it. Her body is actively creating a human life so very mind-blowing to me i'm sure some of you are fathers who are listening uh, or mothers i know we have we have a small female listening as well and perhaps you've already experienced this before so you can relate with me on the kind of mind-blowing thoughts that are going through my head but i will say that as of right now it's a bit surreal i feel like i've been dreaming I've been having a dream that I'm going to have a child, and I know it's true. I know it's going to happen, but it still just kind of feels like a dream, almost almost like deja vu in a sense. You know, it's almost like you've had this memory, and you know that it's going to happen. You just don't know when, and you can't, you can't put your finger on when it's going to happen, but you know that it's getting closer, and it's getting closer, and it's getting closer. So there's a little bit of anticipation, but we've also had a lot of things going on in our lives that has very much built our patience and through that, you know, there's not a lot of anticipation, you know, that, that's built up, especially, certainly no anxiety, but it's, uh, you know, I'm ready for the little guy to be here. I'm very excited to see what that's going to be like. And the closer I get, the more I tell, the more I talk with people about it, the more real it becomes, I guess, the more anticipation builds up. Uh, but if I, if I don't have too many conversations about it, it very much is out of out of sight, out of mind for me. My wife, you know, still continues to go to work. She works as a teacher, uh, if you didn't already know that. And I work from home here in the uh, in little itty-bitty corner office while we're waiting for our our house to be built. So that's one of those things that's that's really been building our patience. So we have yet to move into that house. But let's get back on track to my perspective as a father. So I actually just got off of a phone conversation with somebody that I uh, work with and we had the short conversation about the concept that your values and your perspectives change when you realize you're going to become a father and then when you actually become a father so like he's actually here in the world and I think the most common one is realizing that you now care for somebody else more than you care about yourself now this can happen you know when you get married obviously you love that person um but you obviously have these instinct, instinctual, um, you know, well, I'll just, I'll just say these instincts to take care of yourself. You know, I had just, just throw this as a disclaimer. There's zero, zero thought in my mind that this would ever happen. But you have to think of yourself as an individual, how heightened the sense of take care of yourself, look after yourself, make sure that you stay alive and that you do your duty 
you know, as you see how, as that aligns, you know, with, with your beliefs. And, you know, obviously you have that sense of duty and then you get married and you have this, this partner in life. And she's very much a partner in life with me. And we still, we have our differences. We have our similarities. We get along. We don't get along. We love each other. We hate each other sometimes. No, we really don't. We really haven't had a big moment of, of hating each other. But there have been times where we've not gotten along or we've not seen things the same way. So to say that, to say that there's, there's, as an individual, you always have this instinctual feeling that if anything were to ever go wrong in that relationship, you're still looking out for yourself, right? Now, like I said, I have nothing is going to go wrong <laughs> with mine and my wife's relationship at, at all. But I'm saying as an individual, as a universal idea, you as an individual, it's just you and your partner, right? You and your wife, you and your husband. And there is still a little bit of that selfishness taking care of yourself in, in the event that anything were to go wrong. And so then having a child, there's a blood bond there. There's nothing that could go wrong that would sever that connection, right? It, it's a blood bond. Now, this does boil down to perspective, right? And it, it does boil down to your concept of, of faith and marriage originating as a uh, biblical faith concept, having the understanding that that marriage is a is a bond as tight as uh, as as tight as well. I'll say that 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 there are there are things that can break that bond, um, you know, that are biblical. But it is it is a you know it's a promise, and, and that that should be held as tight as blood, right? Unless those those certain things are are broken that that releases from that uh, from that ob obligation of the promise that we made. So brushing over that, kind of get off on a little bit of a tangent there. Having, having a blood bond with a child is something that I have yet to really comprehend. It's this concept of holding somebody over yourself at such a high... Like you're willing to die for this person, right? That doesn't mean that I'm not willing to die for my wife. But there's certainly... If I had to choose between jumping in front of a train for my son or jumping in front of a train for my wife, I have to make the logical decision here. Now I know my wife's probably going to listen to this. You're probably listening to this. And I know you're thinking the exact same thing, but you have to really think about it. Okay. <laughs> really think about it. I don't, I'm not hurt. I'm not, want, not wanting to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just thinking logically now would something possibly happen in the moment and something triggers and I do something completely different. The possibility lies there. But if I had to make the intellectual decision and I believe my wife would actually agree with me to jump in front of a train to save uh, to save my son or to save my wife. My wife has already lived a very long life, and I know that she values that life as much, if not more, than I could possibly because of her ability to be able to carry this life. And I would, I would have to jump in front of the train to save my son, right? That's just, that's just the logical thing to do. So that thought process has not crossed my mind that there's going to be something in life that I would jump in front of a, uh, of a train to save over anything and everyone else. Now, obviously there's this love for my mother. Uh, there's this love for, you know, the other, other blood bonds and family members of my life, my wife, obviously, you know, there's, there's, there's all of that, right? But there's something about a child. He is part of you rather than you being part of, of, of them, you know what I mean? When like like when we're talking about so my my parents, I am part of them. They're not necessarily part of me in a sense. I didn't contribute to their being. They contributed to my being. Now, I get to experience what it's like to have a relationship with a human being that I get to contribute to. Again, you see what I'm saying here about these mind-blowing concepts you get you start thinking about <laughs> from this amazing concept of birth. I haven't actually spent too much time thinking about it because it is just so mind-blowing that you never know what trail you're going to end up on. So with that being said, let's hop off of that trail and let's just leave, leave on a note of saying I'm very excited to be a father. I'm mind-blown by this experience. I cannot wait to see what all that it entails. And I'll be honest with each and every one of you. There has been some times where people have challenged 
how I believe this is going to be. They've said, oh, no, you think that it's going to be that way, but it's really going to be this way. No, don't get me wrong. The whole concept of this podcast is to learn from others' mistakes and learn from their successes, right? But I also believe that our paths may lead to the same destination, but the path there is not the same by any means. I want to take this as an opportunity to be an example of what the best case scenario could look like, right? I'm just going to strive for that, okay? And I and I know some people are going to listen and they're going to say, "Hey, look, you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't really give yourself that much responsibility. You shouldn't try to strive so much for perfection." But here's my concept of of the best case scenario, right? For this is I'm able to live my life, educate and take care of this human being how we had originally planned to, okay? So that's, so my, me and my wife, we've gone over, this is how we plan to do things, this is how we plan to do things, and that's the first thing that everyone tells you, it ain't going to go as planned, right? That's the first thing that people come against you on. They say, oh, well, it's not going to go as planned, it's not going to go as planned, you might as well just give it up and not go as planned. But... I am pretty rooted that I'm going to give it my best shot. Now, does that mean that there will not be sacrifices that are made? That there are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's not, that there's going to be a give and a take, okay? So there's going to be things that I had originally planned, but there's going to be something that causes me to have to shift that plan a little bit. Now, that's what everybody says when they say, you know, things aren't always going to go as planned. But I think a lot of times people hear that concept, well, things aren't going to go as planned. And a lot of times the the answer is not necessarily, okay, this is how I had it planned. It's not going that way. Let me make a shift and get, you know, the next best thing. A lot of times people don't make a shift to achieve the next best thing because when circumstances change, well, hold on. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. So if circumstances cannot be changed, then we must change. But I think a lot of times in parenthood, I'm not bagging on any parents. I'm going to be there here soon. But I just want to do my best to try to be the best example that I can to other parents. And what I want to do is be able to change for those circumstances not just give in to the circumstances right so not just throw my hands up and say well that just i guess it's not just not going to work because it didn't work the way that i planned i hope that i'm making sense to those of you that are that are listening to this podcast i don't want you to think that in any way i'm coming into this with this big headedness oh i'm going to do it and i'm going to do it perfect and i'm going to do it right and that uh, and that everyone else who's done it before me is just has has done it wrong. No, that is absolutely not the case. But I do want to basically exercise. This is more of a challenge for me. It's not me telling anybody that, hey, this is how it's going to happen. This is this is the way you got to do it. Watch this. Step back. Knuckle crack. <laughs> you know that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm trying to portray here. I'm saying that I'm taking on a challenge in the hopes that by doing my best and dedicating myself to shift my plans and not give up all my plans, that I could be an example to future parents or parents who uh, have gone through it and maybe they've seen themselves give up on plans rather than shift plans, you know, because that's something that maybe they really did want to try to do. They really did want to try to instill into their child or they really did want to try to do for themselves and and try to have that that balance that give and that take and instead of a give and a take it was just completely give up right i've seen this happen to a lot of parents and that's what i mean by learning from other people's mistakes but also learning from other people's successes i realize there are going to be situations where i'm going to have to throw in the towel on what i had originally planned so there's really no right way and wrong way here but it's simply if we have the choice to shift our plans and choose the next best thing or completely give up our plans 
I would prefer that during this experience that I have the tenacity and the self-discipline and the self-control to choose to shift my plans for the next best thing rather than just give up and give into what this is because just as a child is going to be disciplined and they're going to be grown and they're going to be led and taught and developed that is going to be a rough experience especially as they're infants you gotta think about infants are crying all the time they're confused all the time they get a little slap on the hand when they did something wrong and they don't quite understand why they did it wrong yet so they're they're confused and they're and, and things are and and they're growing right and there's just so much going on as a little person to grow i think it's important that we as adults understand that we are about to experience the exact same thing we are about to grow as a person and it's going to be extremely uncomfortable but if we give into growing i'm sorry if we give into the difficulty involved then we will see ourselves be stunted in our growth rather than carry on with that growth i think there's a lot of times we don't give our children the opportunity or the option to not you know learn a certain principle or grow from a certain situation right like we will not let our child run across the road without looking both ways right like we will instill that in them we will spank their hand and let them know hey you don't do that we will get down on their level we will talk to them and we'll say hey we don't do that because it it is a risk to your safety to not look both ways right it's not something that like a hot stove they can maybe get away with touching it once and realize ouch that hurts their learning capacity to understand not to do that a second or at least a third time that's not you know that's not one of those things that as a dad or as a parent you can just say hey they won't do it a second time because trust me i'm kind of an advocate for that you know let them let them let them let them scrape their knees up let them do whatever it is and but there's some things that i think we have grounded ourselves in and said no i'm going to instill this in this child what you know even if if it takes all of my energy to try to do so and guess what nine times out of ten people grow up understanding that they need to look both ways before they cross the road but how many other values have we given up on have we traded in for the convenience of us just not pushing anymore because we're tired we don't want to try to keep teaching them this particular concept or we don't want to try to get them to be disciplined in this particular area of their lives or we don't want to set the example and that's really what I'm talking about here is it's setting the example I think is one of the hardest concepts as a parent because we are tired we are stressed I'm going to know how that feels in literally just a couple of weeks so I'm going to be able to sympathize and empathize with all you parents out there but I wanted to have this documented that this these were my thought processes, right? Going into fatherhood. I wanted to have it documented on the podcast, have it talked out so that A, I can go back and listen to it, remind myself why, I, what I wanted to do going into this, you know, what it is I wanted to achieve, what kind of an example I wanted to set, not only for my children, be an example for my children, but be an example for future generations of my own children, but also uh, other parents, you know, people who are already parents, people who are going to become parents so that, so that maybe in some way or another my experience can help empower somebody else. Now, is there a possibility that I fail and I flunk the whole thing and I end up in the crowd of people who say, hey, it ain't going to go the way you planned it. Trust me. Take it from me, young guy. I know you're going into this with all the grit and the gut and you want to do it right and you want to do it this way and you got your plans, but guess what, bud? Your plans are not going to go through I could very well. <laughs> so let me just smash any uh, any thoughts of, man, this guy has got the biggest head ever, and he's going to go into this, and he, he thinks he's really going to. Hey, the possibility's there. But honestly, I'm only allowing that to be a .0001% possibility um, at this point in time in my life. So let me get off of that rant. I'll use this as an opportunity for me to go back and either A, see 
see how awesome I was that I was able to stick to what I talked about today on the on the on the podcast or see how how that's changed and how I shifted from my perspective today or maybe it'll just be an opportunity for me to look back and say wow man I was headstrong right <laughs> man I really went into this with some high hopes and some big ambitions but I don't believe that any of these hopes or ambitions are uh, ill are, are ill intended I believe these are good hopes and good ambitions that I have to be a good example and I don't think you can go wrong with with having those intentions and understanding that along the way things are things may not go the way we intended so I have spent quite a bit of time talking about this and we have yet to dive into the episodes that we've had and I want to do that and also don't want to have these episodes be too super super long because we do hours to uh hour and some of these recent episodes have gone to hour 30 minutes hour and 15 minutes and uh i want to make sure that i'm keeping some of these episodes short for you guys so let's go ahead and get off the daddy train Uh, i'm excited for that but let's let's jump into our perspectives here for our guests so one of the guests that we had on the show was dylan hill live for another now if you didn't have a chance to go check out that episode definitely do dylan does a fantastic job of showing us what it means to be selfless right completely dropped his own his own ambitions i believe he was in college at the time dropped out of college to spend his friends remaining years what he thought was going to be his friends remaining years with him to help him mark everything off his bucket list because he was he was expected to not survive cancer ended up surviving cancer i believe they raised a ton of money to help out with what he would needed to survive or or maybe he just survived a oh it was a transplant that's what it was the transplant that he needed came from somebody who saw what they were doing and so by dropping his own agenda helping his friend mark off his bucket list not only did he selflessly seek out to help his friend but he saved his friend's life right now i think we all understand the gist of that particular perspective but i think the rest of mine and dylan's conversation opened up the opportunity for some other perspectives and one of the ones that i walked away from that conversation with was the concept of quality over quantity i think we i think we nailed on that quite a bit now dylan hills live for another project and and that whole community he started off with a lot of momentum it built up it got really big he was in a lot of the different uh press and he was you know on different news channels there were people who were celebrities a-list celebrities who were taking part in something that dylan hill put together like there was a lot going on it was a very big peak in his i'm not going to call it career but in his live for another project and then perhaps in terms of in terms of you know media and exposure things started to dwindle down a little bit does that mean that his impact in this world dwindled down? Absolutely not. And that is what we discussed in a little bit detail there. And I believe that anyone who has a righteous pursuit such as this, you cannot go wrong with, you just can't go wrong with continuing to push, continuing to push, continuing to push. He's continued to push. And I know that a lot of people who have received received those heights of of fame and recognition and, and coverage and you know media that slowing down on the other side of that has led to a lot of people bottoming out and throwing away their dreams but there's a lot to be said about the fact that dylan has stuck in there and he has continued to press forward in helping people regardless of how this world seems to glorify <laughs> some things that we just don't understand why people glorify this i'm not even going to dive into it you can listen to the episode we dive into that a little bit the concept of 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 what people seem to glorify over what we may see as you know the most righteous things that we could glorify and 
and and what that really shows is it quality over quantity right so just in case anybody's out there that's not even i mean just keep into perspective the roller coaster that we live on may go up very high very fast and it may come down even faster but that doesn't mean that there's not another high that's available there now we're not chasing the high let that be a lesson of this as well that it's not chasing those highs those ups and downs especially not from media coverage or anything like that especially not from the number of followers that we have it's all about quality do we feel that what we are doing is providing value in this world and are we feeling valued in return for the value that we are putting out in this world now the latter should uh, should not play as big of a role as long as you are fulfilled by the value that you are providing into this world that should provide the majority of value that you need of yourself you should that, that should hold your own self value right but there is a lot to be said about what happens when we are valued by others in return so let that be one of the perspectives from one of our guests on the show now, another guest that we had on the show, I'm actually going to skip over Chris Hadnagy, and I'm going to save him for last because I got a little less of a serious note to talk about on his, uh, even though what he does is very serious. Uh, but I want to go ahead and skip over to our most recent podcast episode or podcast guest, uh, Nick Velasquez, right? So the modern day renaissance man is what I had that listed on there for. We uh, had the amazing opportunity to just have a conversation. Now, did I steer it a little bit because I wanted you guys to have a little bit of background on Nick for sure. But then after that, we really just let the conversation go uh, how it went. And Nick and I, I, I talk about it on the podcast, had the opportunity to meet because of our involvement in a mastermind group with Book Thinkers, uh, with Ryan and Nick from Book Thinkers. So if you haven't caught that episode, be sure to go check out the episode that I had with um, Nick Hutchison from Book Thinkers. And so Nick Velasquez and I had this conversation and it really just started off with us kind of tossing back some ideas. What's your idea on you know growth? What's your idea on your daily routine? How do you handle things? And we ended up really kind of peaking our conversation around the concept of creativity. Now I have another conversation with a gentleman from that mastermind group that strangely enough ended up kind of circling around this concept of creativity well i take that back there was a hint of creativity in that conversation there was a different um pinnacle of our conversation with me and this other gentleman that you guys will see in i think a couple of weeks and it's actually going to be a, a part one and a part two episode, so that one's actually going to be kind of cool, something a little different from what we usually do. But mine and Nick Velasquez's conversation had a had a peaking around the concept of creativity. That's kind of why I called this the modern day Renaissance man episode because Nick truly believes in the concept of taking a little bit from everybody, filtering that through your own experiences, and then putting that out into the world as an expression of who you are, what you believe, because the concept that there is nothing new under the sun, I think sometimes that can be a little bit of a downer perspective, right? We, we think that there's just these people out there who just have it, right? That they just created this amazing thing and that this thing that they created dang, I wish I would have thought of that. You know, they they created this amazing new invention or this this new idea that they're sharing and they're getting so much recognition for it. And, you know, there's this or there's that. And I just wish I would have thought of this and been this person at this time. And I wish I could go back in time and create this instead of this person creating it so that I could get all the, uh, the accolades and, and all the fame that goes with it. But let's just take a second and realize that there's nothing that anybody is doing today that has not already been done in one way, form, or fashion. Now, when you talk about advances in technology, things like that, yada, yada, of course, there are some trains that you can hop on that are very, very unique, right? But it all stems from something that has been here for forever. So 
the only thing that makes something unique in today's world is you. It's you as an individual that makes something new. It is your thoughts and ideas. Everything of this world that is being absorbed by you, it becomes new and unique when it gets filtered through you, your perspective, your lens, your creativity, your experience of the world, and how you've been crafted. When it gets filtered through you and then comes out of you in your expression, that's what makes it unique. That's what makes it new. So don't let anybody ever tell you that you don't have something to provide to this world. You don't have something unique or a value to provide to this world because you absolutely do. Because just like you can have two people presenting the same product, there are going to be people who side with one or the other. They have to. And what are they going to choose? They're going to choose some seemingly small, minute thing that makes this person's product or perhaps just that person's perspective of the product, how they came up with the product, how they thought about the product. The product may still be the exact same, but maybe the way that somebody came up with the idea of doing it was different than the other person who came up with the idea of doing it. Maybe somebody said, hey, I just wanted to create this because I knew that it would sell. And the other guy came up with it and said, hey, I wanted to create this because I wanted to provide something for somebody to not have to go through what I went through. People are going to side with one person or the other based on how they value things in their life, right? So... I think that was an amazing takeaway from mine and Nick's conversation. Now, there's some perspectives that I express on the show. The reason I do these process perspective episodes are because I want to give you a little bit of a different perspective than what I may have expressed on the show. So with that, I think, I, oh my gosh, I'm going 36 minutes now on the podcast, okay? Uh, so let's go ahead and go into social engineering with Chris had Nagy, okay? Uh, Chris had Nagy. I realized I broke up his last name whenever I introduced him onto the episode. <laughs> and I, I, I do that with some people's names sometimes, and I wonder if if they would prefer I just said it straight out rather than giving a little bit of a syllable break in there for dramatic effect. But Mr. Chris had Nagy came on the show to talk about social engineering, right? And I was extremely surprised of how he came up into how he pioneered the concept of social engineering okay so he started off uh, and you, you can listen to the podcast but i'm just going to give a brief overview he started off by uh, doing i believe it was internet security right he was, he was trying to call people up get passwords and, and find out ways to basically uh, hack into and get information to break through the firewall of these uh, internet securities to then taking that skill set and pushing the envelope thinking outside the box what if i just called this company rather than trying to find back ways through the internet and through through hacking and things like that what if i just called them and asked for the password and pretended to be somebody who i wasn't and then that turned into him actually going out in person, not just making a phone call anymore, but going out in person and pretending to be somebody else, trying to infiltrate armed facilities, getting chased out of buildings, jumping into his car, speeding off, getting arrested multiple times throughout the week for trying to infiltrate these buildings, these businesses, these armed facilities. How amazing is that? <laughs> Part of me wanted to just reach out to him after our conversation and ask him how I could just get paid to go around and break into people's facilities. That would be so much fun. I told him, I shared with him a little story about how me and my friends used to do something not at all as detailed or, or in-depth as what he was doing uh, because he was actually trying to see how far he could get how deep into the you know the, the no zones of these businesses could he go we were literally just trying to get to the cool lounge area of the top of these buildings which really wouldn't have been that big of a deal we weren't doing anything illegal other than trespassing if we're being honest so we would wait for somebody to walk into one of these nice uh they were probably uh like 
what, what would you call it like loft loft spaces that you would that people lived in and we would wait for somebody to walk in because you had to have a key card or access code or something like that to get into these some of these really nice buildings with these with these top lounge areas on the roof so that we could go up there hang out and just look over the edge of the edge of the buildings we liked heights so we would wait for somebody to walk in open the door and we just walk in right behind them and make our way to the elevator and just pretend like we belonged there yeah anybody asked any questions well i mean uh, yeah we're just visiting a friend on so-and-so floor you know so okay so we were trespassing and sometimes we lied all right hey i'm not saying i'm a perfect person uh and so that kind of gave me this man he gets to do what we used to do as kids as an adult and get paid to do it now i'm sure there's a lot of work that goes into this right i'm sure there's other things on the back end that cause that but really this takes me back to a perspective that i've brought up over and over and over again which is the fact that you can do anything and get paid for it again you can do anything and get paid for it chris broke into people's places he literally trespassed he did illegal things and got paid to do it (laughs) it's mind-blowing right whatever it is that you want to do other than what it is you're doing today maybe some of the listeners on the show are not doing what it is that they want to do as their current career or calling right well i won't call it a calling if it's something that you don't want to do so for their current career or their job right Maybe there's a calling out there for you. Maybe there's something that you are very passionate about and you've stopped yourself because you think that you can't get paid for it. I've had other people who have talked about this particular perspective. I've had other people on the show to say that you can get paid for whatever it is that you are passionate about, right? You can get paid. You can have a sustainable living off of whatever it is because there are billions of people in this world billions okay let that number sink in i've heard i think i had another friend on the podcast it may be a conversation that i haven't aired yet but another another guest on the podcast says the quickest way to get a million dollars is to provide value to a million people right if you could get a million people to just give you a dollar quickest way to a million dollars is to provide one dollar's worth of value to a million people In a world where there are billions of people in it, and there's, I believe there's a couple billion of people in just the United States. I could be wrong. Don't, don't quote me on that. I don't want to, I don't want to get distracted and and, and go Google it, but just think about how many people that is, you know, how many people there are that you don't have to persuade. Okay. So let's just scale that down and say, if there, if you only had to convince or I'm sorry, let's not use the word convince. If you only had to provide value to 100 people out of 1,000, that means that there's 900 people that you that you don't have to provide value to, right? So I think the scale of things can really change the game, right? So if you went out and you wanted to sell something to 1,000 people, let's say you wanted to go to 1,000 doorsteps, 1,000 doorsteps to sell an idea, or to sell a product, whatever it is, and you went out and you did that, the chances of you getting 100 out of that 1,000 are actually very high. It's actually very high. Because, again, let's scale it down again and say out of 100 houses, you only have to provide value to 10. Again, we're just talking about scalability, okay? A million to a billion, and hey, my math may be off on some of that, but you understand the concept. There, you can do anything, and there will be enough people in this world who connect with what it is that you do to help you make a living off of it. Is it going to be a bit difficult getting it in front of that many people? Sure, sure, sure. No one ever said it was going to be easy to do, right? I don't think it would be a worthy venture if it was easy to do. I take that back. You may get a really good break, and it may just be easy. Uh, to start off it may be easy to maintain i'm not going to judge anything that anybody's doing and consider it easy because i don't know i don't think breaking into buildings would be easy but i think i actually have another conversation that's coming out that we talk about 
a little bit of this concept. So I'm going to go ahead and stop abruptly there about, about this perspective that I'm about to go into. And I'm going to allow that to come up in a different conversation. And I'll, and I'll dive into it more on a different process perspective. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my cat is on the porch. I have banned our cat from our apartment because uh, I cannot get him to use his litter box. He will pee on the carpet, and no matter what I've done, I've bought him separate litter boxes. I've done all kinds of things, and this little guy does not want to listen to me at all. So I've banned him out to the porch, and he will go. We tried to leave him out there overnight uh, for 24 hours. For 24 hours, this guy will meow. He will not take a break. It is not like I, I don't even think that it's a cat. I think that it's some kind of an alien because you cannot keep that up for 24 hours. It is telling you man there is some kind of there's some kind of thing within a cat that we ha- <laughs> like if we had the same level of uh, pursuit that a cat does we there's nothing could stop us that cat did not sleep for 24 hours it was dedicated to getting into this house there's a little side note perspective for some of you guys on here if we don't have the same uh, drive as a cat does to get off the porch and back into the house. Hey, what does that say about us? But as you guys know, I'm all about peace with the process, and that cat's probably pretty stressed out out there, and it's probably pretty upset that I kicked him out on the porch uh, when it could just find some peace with being on the porch and accept the fact that it will come in eventually at night, and it'll get to go, and it'll have a place to go to sleep. And I even made it a little house outside, so it's not like he's living in, in hell. He's got a decently good home out there, and he's fine. He's well taken care of. He's fed and watered the whole nine. But throw that in there for a little bit of perspective because he just decided to pop off with a few more meows. And uh, not sure if you guys heard that or not. But I am going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Ended a little bit sooner than some of our other episodes. Uh, I know it's not too much sooner, but hey. I, uh, I think I fit everything in here and did pretty well at it. Now, guys, I fully expect to continue to release podcast episodes. I don't intend on missing any of them. Again, this goes along with the whole, the whole you know, what am I going to keep up as, uh, as a newfound parent? You know, what kind of things am I going to start giving up in life because other things are valued more? I truly value this, and I truly value what it provides to you guys, all of you listeners. Thank you so much for sticking into this episode with me, this long, deep into it, and uh, and listening to me go on and on. I hope that you have learned something from this episode. If you enjoyed it, and if you had a takeaway from it, please go find us on Facebook or Instagram, Peace With The Process, and find the teaser post that we did for today's episode, and just post, hey, what was one of your takeaways what was one of your perspectives from our guests from today's episode or perhaps there's just you just enjoyed one of my perspectives or you enjoyed one of the perspectives that we already talked mentioned on the other shows it doesn't have to be a perspective unique to you but maybe you just agreed with a perspective and you could share with us a little bit of how that has helped you in your life i'd love to hear that i'd love to hear from all of you guys we also thoroughly and genuinely enjoy all of your ratings and reviews so thank you so much for those if you hadn't had a chance to give us a rating and review you can do so by heading over to apple podcasts and leaving your rating and review there now you can leave it anywhere that you listen to podcasts if they have the uh, ability to leave a rating and review i know not every platform does so if you're looking for that and you can't find it that's okay you can head over to apple podcasts don't have an iphone grab your buddy's iphone and tell them hey i'm gonna do this review for a friend of mine and i'll put my name in the review so that he knows that i did it i don't care (laughs) whatever you got to do i really appreciate uh all that you guys do to show your support for this podcast and for peace with the process now uh, many of you who do follow me on social media on instagram and facebook you will see that i have been putting out lots and lots of content around the concept of creating your peace with the process. Now, I do all of this obviously to provide you with additional value outside of this podcast into ways that you can create your peace with the process. And one of the foundational concepts behind that are our values as a system of direction for our lives and the concept of how we use our time. Now, that's those two are really tied into each other, okay? So, 
I take all of those concepts and I, I call this peace with the process, okay? I even break it down further and I call it the daily rhythm. I talk about all of this on those two platforms, Facebook and Instagram. And I write articles as well on the website, so peacewiththeprocess.com. You can find all of this information over there as well. So there are opportunities to read into some of the articles, watch some of the YouTube videos, check out what I've got posted up on Facebook and Instagram. But if that's just not enough for you, you want some more, there is an opportunity to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And I would love to craft some of those values with you and go through the different ways that we can help you continue to grow without having sacrifices in your relationships, self, or health along the way. You can truly create your peace with the process. I would love to be a tool and a resource for you in that journey and be in your corner while you do it. So if that interests you, be sure to head over to peacewiththeprocess.com, click on create your peace, and you will see a overview of what we would be going over and how I could possibly be a tool and resource for you through that journey. And you can uh, reach out to me in a form there as a contact form for you to fill out there. Or if you just want to go straight and direct, you've already heard a little bit about it. You've already looked at some things and it's easier for you to just reach right out to me. Go ahead and do so on Instagram or Facebook and I will reach back, back out to you and we can get started with some of the processes involved in creating your peace with the process. Again, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Peace with the Process, the process perspective. And I will see you all next time. And the next time you hear from me, it's, it's, it's very likely, but hey, he may come a little later. But I'm believing that the next time you hear from me, I will be a daddy. And I'm excited to talk to you all about how that went down, how that's going. Uh, that will, well, I take that back. You, the next time you hear from me on a process perspective episode, I'll definitely be a daddy. That's where I'll actually get into the conversation about it uh, deeper with you guys and kind of share with you how that experience uh, was for me and how it's going. And I'll talk to you guys then. You'll hear more conversations with me and some of these guests coming up. I'm excited for you to hear. We're having some amazing guests that are coming along the ride with us uh, for our piece with the process. So, Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to another episode. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you next time.